Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, the podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, as you can read, uh, Cammy. Hey, Cammy. Hey, Bryant. I almost forgot you put that down there from our adventures a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, you put host. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. So everyone, welcome. Uh, this is Mystery, uh, a show where every week we like to take fun legends, tales, and stories, and we give you a slice of that story, and then we talk about the background behind it, the the, the history, if there is any, what have you. And we've had a really busy December. <laughs> so it, it, we we had uh, like two conventions, essentially, one uh, that went or both went really well, I think. And you can hear and watch um, Peter and I, we just had a very festive episode about uh, Krampus and St. Nicholas that just went up last or yeah, that was the last episode, essentially. So give that a listen. Um, but to continue on with being festive and such while also hitting our mythologies uh today we're going to talk about saturnalia the old roman holiday which like every blog that when i started googling about it was like if you think christmas is christmas then check out saturnalia and i was like okay all right i get it but cammy did you how familiar with you with saturnalia before we started looking into this i know a good bit about it because it's one of the holidays that was kind of the favorite to Rome. So when I was in classics, that's, you know, one of the things that we studied. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. When we studied like holidays and stuff. Right. Yeah. No, I, I was aware of it uh, on a general sense, but, and it was, like I said, just kind of what, from what we looked up for now and then it's funny just because I, I don't know if I just because I've been thinking about it and reading about it the last like couple weeks. But there's been like memes from people on Facebook that joke about how Christmas is this culmination of these like pagan holidays, essentially from like Germanic tribes from the Yule. And then, of course, Saturnalia. And, and it is it Saturnalia's legacy is is really interesting and it, it's connected really well. Um, but. We'll talk about that soon. Cammy has a little story for us. Cammy, will you please regale us with your story? Absolutely. So I used the Wikipedia entry on Saturnalia and Britannica.com Saturnalia. I did, I was telling Brian earlier, I did have some other sources that were more primary sources. They were all in Latin. And with the time crunch I was on, I just didn't, I, I wasn't able to like, translate in time and that sort of thing. So <laughs> this is from my head and also those two other sources. In the beginnings of Rome, feasting in the name of the god Saturn was celebrated at the end of the sowing season to thank him for the plentiful harvest. The farmers, tired from their long year of planting, could finally rejoice in their labors being halted. Every person, regardless of status, was relieved of their duties and allowed to participate in the merriment. When a tired hero, just arriving from his long journey through Spain, happened upon the festival, he was overtaken by the drunken revelry of every man, woman, and child he, can, he encountered. He saw a great many pigs being served by noblemen to their slaves, and women and men dressed in each other's clothes. The entire city seemed to have reversed their roles to honor this day. But the more he walked through the, this place, the more he gathered that for some, this festival was not a merry one. 
There were men dressed in gladiatorial garb who looked like they had been fighting in the games for at least a week straight. These men, though victorious thus far, did not seem joyful. The stranger approached one of the men and inquired of their state. They told a story of woe, where they might fight for ten days, and each man who fell, who fell would be sacrificed to the god Saturn. They said the god request a fota in exchange for a good year of harvest. While the loud gamblers and the music made it hard to hear the rest of the words the men spoke, the stranger knew the true meaning of the word fota, so he set out to find the leader of the city. He asked several children, busy with their dice game, where to find the king. They were excited to be asked for help and guided him to a man dressed in fine robes and, his, and on his head it was covered with a freeman's cap. He held a long declaration he pretended to read from. He would point with a staff and declare some absurd rule that pertained only to them. Cluck, for today you are a chicken. Hold your nose whenever you speak. Take off your shoes and wear them on your hands. The ruler went on and on. He pointed at the stranger and said, Large man, pretend you are a baby. Our hero said, I will, but first you must do something for me. For I am a stranger here, and certainly the rules of this day allowed for strangers to be treated better than kings. The ruler agreed with the man and asked what he wanted. I am a great hero, Hercules, and I have just come from Spain. As you may know me, I have traveled this earth to make right of my wrongs through my labors, and my journeys have brought me here. I wish to hear your interpretation of the word fota. The king spoke. Fota means head. Yes, said Hercules, but does it not also mean light? The king seemed curious to where this was going. He cocked his head and raised a glass of wine and said, go on. If Fota means light, shouldn't we be given the god of this festival the proper sacrifice, the light he so wants? You are the king. Tell your people to stop the barbaric pra practice of beheading men and light your candles to the god. The crowd cheered, not least the gladiators, and the king declared it. And so it was that Saturnalia was no longer celebrated by the darkness of death, but by the light of life. Aw. That was so good. Cammy's saying she can't recite Latin on demand, but then comes up with a great story <laughs> that goes over like, In of that. all of that. <laughs> yeah. No, that was fantastic. And that that's, that's great. As always, I, I say this all the time, um, you did a great job of kind of wrapping up the the history of this ancient festival in a nutshell because it 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 is an ancient sort of um oh, it has roots in being an ancient uh festival you know the 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 romans before rome what was sixth fifth or sixth century bc is sort of when they believe uh rome was founded by those two dudes and a wolf and uh, like sources like Livy, um, wrote, like later sources, uh, say that it began around that time. So the time that Rome really started becoming Rome was when this happened. But there's sort of evidence that it began even earlier. And uh, there, there's a lot of writing, in fact, um, on it. So you have like Tacitus and other really like, I, which I'll kind of show. I, Cammy has some some background like studying Rome and stuff. I don't. And so I don't really know these guys off the top of my head, but the, the historians and the chroniclers of the time would mention these people like Tacitus in, in the uh, annals, the famous things, and like on uh, biographies of Caesars and things like that, they would mention this. And it was kind of interesting too, because it 
in the Julian calendar, it goes from 17 to 23, which Cammy and I are starting to celebrate it right now. And when this episode goes up, it'll be the end of it, um, funny enough. But it, uh, it, it kind of went through some changes because of how popular it was. And it really was a popular festival. And I kind of, I can't help but think of like the, you, we talked about Yule uh, last year. And when Peter and I talked about uh, Santa and stuff, I, I, I was reminded of sort of the, the Norse, Germanic, Scandinavian influences on the holidays, the Germanic stuff, where, which specifically that's where we get like the trees and the decorating and, and stuff like that from and, and also gifts. But this has a lot of that, too. And in fact, it has another big component to it where, as you mentioned, uh, there's there was an important switching. There was so there was a lessening of the strict social norms. And you had, well, and a part of that, you would have things like um, slaves and servants wouldn't have to do that. And, and in fact, the roles were kind of switched. So like the servants would still like make a meal, but then the masters of, of the house would maybe serve it and they'd be wearing the iconic clothing of uh, slaves and things like that. In fact, there's a felt hat called a Pileus, um, which kind of looks like a Santa hat almost. It was like triangular, like a cone, but it's felt. Um, hat, uh, uh, which was what a freed slave would have. So I guess it's to denote that they're they're not. I'm not really a slave. I'm just I'm just playing around for a week. But um, it, it's still really cool. And if if you are familiar with Boxing Day, that's sort of a big part of Boxing Day too, uh, in a way. And it I actually it seems I, I thought there'd be a bigger connection. Like when I started getting into Saturnalia more and more, I thought there'd be a bigger connection between Boxing Day and Saturnalia. And there there isn't. It it uh it, it's. It's very famous in Europe from, from Catalonia to Germany, even Romania. Um, but Boxing Day, it refers to like a Christmas box uh, dating from the 17th century. Um, and it's probably more connected to like alms giving, A-L-M, alms givings, like giving to the poor and the needy and things like that. Um, but it does have a huge influence. And there, there's... I guess there's no direct connection, but just the spirit, the the timing during the winter and giving people stuff. I think that's the connection is that, that there may be a loose connection. So if, if you're someone who thought boxing day and Saturnalia were like, like glue, they're really not, but there, there's some, some rough stuff there. Obviously Rome has a huge influence across Europe and it varies where you go. Boxing day is one of those things where like everywhere kind of has their own little version in parts of Europe and Canada and things like that. Uh, remnants of the British empire. So but Saturnalia itself, um, it's really cool. Again, you know, the Romans had, it, it looks like it was it was old pagan worship uh, uh, for them, like native to the, the Roman religion, but it even kind of has ties to the Greek um, ideas. Uh, so Saturn and Kronos are kind of seen as uh, similar. And Cronia um, was a, a celebration of the harvest, and it was kind of similar to Saturnalia. Again, I, I feel like, you know, just humanity during the winter, there's not so much you can do, and you, you kind of want to party every now and then. And so it just works out that way that these two festivals worked around the same time. And just like how Hercules or Heracles, so influential in Roman, was just as influential in, in Greek circles before they really intermingled as much as they did going into the late 80s and things like that. So I uh, really enjoyed, I, I used Ancient EU Britannica, and there was also this write-up on, um, it looks like a uni University of Chicago write-up, I'll include it in the links, but it did a really good job of, of also kind of uh, talking about it, and um, it, it kind of reinstated like all the social norms 
flipped. Like gambling in public wasn't allowed. Um, getting drunk in public wasn't exactly allowed either. Uh, you, you had to wear, like, instead of wearing a toga, you could wear different colorful clothes in public. So Yeah, it all, was like the dinner clothes yeah. that you would only wear indoors, like when you were having dinner. Like that's a nice interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and that's, so the, all of those things were, were loosened, and your servant could go and gamble away his savings in the streets in a colorful outfit, like, really easily. Um, what I love is the so yeah it used to be like a week long but then um i think it was julius was like all right we can't like because like everything would shut down like every service would shut down and he was like can't do that and so they he restricted it to like three days but then um one source is claudius but another one said someone else but i don't see it so claudius um apparently was like no nah, let's do it again um or caligula that's it someone else said caligula we're like no we're going a week long again so <laughs> that makes sense like, if it was caligula right that's what <laughs> that I said. Total yeah. sense. right he's like nope we're doing it so um yeah i i really like that that that's kind of what it did um but yes the 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 idea is that the ancient Latins did use it as a, a, a human sacrifice, which was certainly common in many circles in the Mediterranean. And the the story is that I guess you could say the humoristic explanation as to why it it shifted from uh, human to the lights was this 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 Hercules story. They said, no, Hercules said we don't need to chuck heads anymore. We can just do a festival where we have lights and that's uh, part of the 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 week long festival is giving out things like candles um sweet treats uh based off of like figs and fruits and um little uh, earth figurines like of clay and other like wood carvings and things like that but but candles were a big part of that so and again yeah, it's the winter the the days are smaller um so it kind of makes sense that you'd want to have candles and things like that going around and and sweet treats just to make the the cold a little bit better there's even if you like basically google it but there's even treats that you can make today mm. that you know there's like recipes for them for saturnalia treats like yeah i the jellied figs is like one thing and it made me think of like mince pies um mm -hmm. in england oh and, yeah they did like tart type situations right. that are similar yeah yeah that's it made me think like it's these again these really similar like there wasn't a in the sources I read, there wasn't like a direct connection, but it just seems like it seems like it's this this theme uh, for cultures to to do the same thing when it's like cold and wintry and stuff like that. And after a harvest, too, you, you know, you 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 really go out there. Um, but yeah, I I really it's nice to see it. it. It's funny. It's not as I feel like the the Yule stuff survived a little harder. And I guess because you know Christianity like took over and would have replaced those festivals. And when they were trying to Christianize the people who like specifically celebrated Yule, you know, they, they had to like bend it a little more and, and include their stuff. And it's obvious that Saturnalia kind of includes, um, you know, gift giving and things like that. Those, those things kind of stuck around, but I, I, I just don't feel, I feel like you, you like in, France, there's the Yule log. I mean, there's the Yule log in several countries, you know, like uh, just the pastry or actual, like you have an actual log. And I, I'm, I was surprised to see that specifically like Saturnalia just, it, it didn't stick through in its name, like little, little remnants of it. I like the gift giving and stuff uh, still are around, but unlike Yule, it, it's really kind of 
it, it, it's Christmas has completely shadowed over it. Um, I always, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think of like Christmas and like Yule as like right next to each other in a way, you know, where, but Saturnalia is just completely washed over by um, well, Christmas. You have to think about it this way. The Romans didn't have to convert themselves to Christmas because they're the ones spreading it at, yeah. at a certain point. The Christians, well, when they became Christianity, they did have to incorporate these pagan beliefs. Mm -hmm. But then after that, they're the ones spreading it. So they don't, I mean, it's, it's their culture. They can be as lax as they want to with it. But when they're going into these other places to get them on their sides, they have to, you know, incorporate whatever, like St. Nick or whatever right. we're talking about. I mean, St. Nick was Christian, I guess, but whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Well, he was, you know, he was Christian, um, during, uh, the Roman, I mean, the Roman time, he, uh, 300 AD. Um, so they're, they're definitely like, you know, there were still like pagan senators, I'm sure, you know, like secretly doing their thing. So, but it, so it is kind of interesting. Like, yeah, that's, that's a really good way to put it. Um, for sure. One, one nice thing Britannica, uh, points out and I'll quote them here. So they, they say the fact that Christmas was celebrated on the birthday of the unconquered sun or Dia Solis Invicti Nati gave the season a solar background in general connected to with the calends or calendar of January, January 1st, the Roman new year when houses were decorated with greenery and lights and presents were given to children and the poor. So I, I guess that there's another thing there with the new year decorating, gifting, it all kind of goes uh, together, and and they the article continues with how uh, the gifts of candles became um, popular I, again, and that was a direct way to counter. Let's not human sacrifice. Let's give light. Let's let's make light and and give that. You know when you burn and that that or like when the the Norse and Germanic and other pagan uh, European pagan. Uh, groups when they sacrificed and, and this is really common anywhere obviously but you, you burn something you know like i remember you like when you wanted to please odin you'd have your really nice horse after a great battle and you'd kill it and throw it in the fire for odin you had to well there's also a tradition and i don't know how far this reaches in america but my family used to do it so it's called the luminara and it is set during this time of year. I'm not sure if it's before Christmas, after Christmas, the beginning of the yeah. new year. I really don't remember. But what you do is you light candles on your lawn and you can go around and like the whole neighborhood has like oh yeah lit up lights like all over their sure their lawn and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah I, again I, I think there's all these these connections like your days are shorter, you need more light, you it's cold, you don't want to work, you know, like the the harvest is done, like all these sort of things kind of connect and and just human nature sort of it evolved in that way. Uh, one other thing too um that I forgot to mention earlier is a big thing is like at the temple of Saturn there are these like bindings that are around his I think it's his feet or his hands and his feet and those are loosened and it's to kind of signify like the liberation of, of, of the slaves and the servants being able to, you know, go out there of, of, of the Roman citizens in general, being able to gamble and get drunk and have fun. Um, it, and, and also I, I get kind of, kind of connected to the harvest and two uh, as well. Um, so there's this really cool iconography there that goes on and on. Uh, that I really enjoyed kind of seeing too. And so. Saturn can come on in and join the party too, if he's not tied up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I think that's about it. So it, it's really cool to see, you know, like there's early references to it, but it keeps keeps getting talked about well into like the Roman world. It, it was I mean, it was a holiday. It was a, a natural holiday, which, by the way, that one of the sources was like, this was a holy day or holiday. And I was like, oh, my God, look at that etymology. Like right holly, like the not thing? not no, but like how holy, like oh, holy, holy day. day. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, holy day, but you say that enough, and holiday. So it's the holiday. Gotcha. The ho- holy day. There you go, kids. Uh, I think that about covers it, though. Um, Cami, thank you so much for your story. I hope everyone learned a little bit about Saturnalia today, and feel free to celebrate again, seventeenth to the twenty third. This will be up on the 23rd, the morning of the 23rd. So happy Wednesday to you. Cammy and I wish you a happy holidays well and Christmas, if that's your thing. If you need something special, you can come watch us. We're doing this right now. Like we're looking at each other, thanks to things like StreamYard. And Peter and I had a very festive episode. I wore a Santa hat for 45 minutes and it was cold enough that I didn't <laughs> sweat at all. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we've got one more before the new year. So I won't say happy new year yet. We will soon. Cammy, did I miss anything? Uh, I think you got it. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you next time. Oh.